All right, guys. Our next guest is one of the most exciting lightweights of all time. Fight of the night, fight of the year, performance of the night, KO of the night, submission of the night, tough 13 winner, UFC interim champion. He's won them all. There is only one Tony Ferguson, and he's kind enough to return and join us on Submission Radio. Tony, we've missed you, man. How are you? Where have you been all our lives? Poodles and pussies, what's your beef, motherfuckers? Uh, thank you very much. Thank you very much. I had to reuse that one. Thank you very much for having me on the show. I missed you guys, man. Well, Hope everything's going well out there. I'll tell you what. That was just, it was just worth getting you back on the show for that. And, of course, with, with, with the Poodles, Tony, we'll, we'll count ourselves as the Poodles. We appreciate you coming onto the program. Man, listen, there's, there's a lot to talk to you about. Um, I want to just quickly start off with this UFC 254 <laughs> viewing party that happened a couple of days ago. I mean, we have to ask, considering that it originally looked like it would be you fighting on the event itself what was it like watching the event from what we can only imagine was the snap jitsu hq i had honestly i had a lot of fun uh, we worked very very hard in the last couple of months uh making sure that my academy's up to par you know what i mean mm -hmm. uh, we were supposed to do a couple different viewing parties for everybody because i mean after the fight i wanted people to see exactly what the fight did to me uh and it never injured me what it did was it's kind of like kung fu hustle if you, have, you guys ever watch kung fu hustle mm-hmm the classic. So the guy, you know, you know what I mean. The guy takes a whole bunch of damage. It ends up opening up his chi like his chi channel. Like for myself, like I'm moving faster than I've ever moved. I'm stronger than I've ever been, and I'm more cut than I've ever been right now. I don't have anything to worry about. I don't have a 12 fight win streak. I don't have a fucking belt. Like I don't have anything else like that. So watching these fights this weekend, I took it as a spectator. I really did. I did my best to kind of like make my, my academy look fucking phenomenal. It looks really good. So props to my boys last week. Like I said, man, we've been crushing it. And the Resolite match guy here, and we had my match. I had my projector that my wife hooked it up for my birthday. And we made that shit happen, dude. We did intermissions between the fights where mm. UFC guys were like, hey, you know, can you guys do something? You know, keep this in. Because the fights were going fucking quick. There were knockouts, man. It was impressive. Did you guys watch the fights? Oh, of course, man. We were on the edge of our seats. And I, I, I did see you watching. I saw some videos. I saw the projector. I saw your son playing. Uh, I think, I don't know if it was PlayStation or Xbox, but he was playing it at some point. So the, the Snapchats of HQ looks absolutely sick. I am curious, though. I did see the video of you watching the finish of the fight. You know, you were yelling passionately at the screen. What did you think of the fight itself, Yeah, man? absolutely, man. I told him to fucking record that shit. Yeah. I wanted you guys to see that. It's also going to be on Fight Pass. So when the replay of the video, you guys get to see, dude, it's not a fucking hidden shit. I'm not bullshit, man. When everybody else exhausted all their fucking world tickets with me, that's when I kept notes and I saw who people who talk shit and I didn't do interviews with anybody. The same thing with Dana, man. Like I'm the only guy that for it is fucking called a voicemail. I'm not proud of that, but fuck off. You know mm. what I mean? The same thing with Joe Rogan. You want to fucking me to go do on your podcast? No, dude, I'm cool, man. I don't do shit just because it's fucking cool. I'm a trendy motherfucker, and if you've watched around the world, a lot of people like to sample from my shit. So me and my team, we're working diligently and hardly to keep creating content for you motherfuckers. A lot of people don't get it why I dance so much, but it's the same thing like when all the people that were enslaved, right? If they came up with capoeira because it was a dance art, and everybody else made fun of it, and they didn't even pay attention to it, but it was one of the most deadliest fucking arts out there because it was disguised through dance. Mm. I'll get criticized by people on breakdancing. You know, sometimes they're like, oh, you're not doing it right. I'm like, fuck you, bitch, because I'm fighting. And mm. then you're fighting people. They're like, oh, you're not doing it right because you're dancing. Oh, fuck off, dude. Then obviously what I'm doing is right. Because mm. the term casuals and hardcore, you know, that's out there. And now we got fighters that don't want to fight. So 
right now, I consider it my belt. I need to fight for the title. doesn't matter who the fuck it is at 155. Or I'll go up to 170 and I'll bump a couple people around like I knock motherfuckers' heads off. What, what did this you, is what I do, bro. What did you think of <clears throat> the, the fight itself between Justin and, uh, and Habib and the way it played out? I think, you know, Justin had a hell of a week out there in Abu Dhabi. I'm not going to say people were fucking with him. But I'm going to be real. That wasn't the same Justin. But you guys saw the same shit with me, right? Well, so if you want somebody to lose, then you're going to make all that shit happen. You got to be ready for it. And you can't leave it to the hands of the judges and get you one out there unprepared, bro. Made emotional. So it's the same shit. I, I'm going to be real. Nobody wants to hurt Gaethje. You got to understand that. Khabib did it. I didn't. I said that same shit in my interview. Khabib is a fucking copycat of everything I say. Like nothing against Khabib, but a can of Coke and a fucking double cheeseburger. Mm-hmm. Fuck off, dude. The can of Coke and the, like, all the bullshit, dude. That, those are like my little things. You want to fight GSP? I'm glad the dude's retiring. He needs to enjoy your shit. You had a great fight. It was a good fight, bro. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It was smart. It's, it's different, dude, when you're inside that cage. It really is. And I got a lot of props for Khabib and what he's done, but I'm going to be real. He's still my bitch. Still my man. Well, yeah, I was going to ask you. I was going to ask you, what, what did you think of, of him retiring? I mean, a lot of people were sort of taken by surprise when he retired. Were you surprised when you saw that he said he was done? No, I, I completely called it out. I called it out on my post. You guys tend to see that. Um, I called it he was going to retire. Even, or, I mean, Ali Abdelaziz did his job. He kept his client safe, kept him away from a very dangerous opponent. I mean, that's what an agent and a manager is supposed to do. But although he is a piece of shit, but I have to say that, you know, he did the smart thing. I mean, he avoided me at all fucking costs. Like, I mean, the Russians, right? They avoided me at all fucking costs. That's fucking awesome. So, you know what? I did my job. They ran. Fucking Dagestan, he ran like a trail between his legs. But you know what? He's off in the sunset. I have to give him props. Go handle your family business, and I'll see you when you get here. Back, because mm. you're going to miss it like Connor. So, you know what? I'm calling it out again. He's going to be back. Well, yeah, when you, when you look at the fact that you think he'll come back, do you think it'll be a scenario where maybe you're the champion and then that fight actually no, no, happens, no, he comes back? Is that how it plays out in your know. mind? I'm fighting, I'm fighting super fights now. I want the title. You know, the fuck the BMF, though. Let's get the CSO belt. I'm the chief security officer of the UFC, and I try <laughs> to make sure this company is going to keep going on and making sure that this younger generation is going to keep up to fucking part and they're not going to be pussyfooting it. You know what I mean? Like, looks like, son, you 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 got a mild case of bitch ass. You know, I'm, you know, prescribing you a heavy dose of man the fuck up. <laughs> Doctor Doctor Tony Ferguson in the house. What what makes you think he'll come back? I think as fans, we'd love for Habib to come back. Then we can finally see you guys fight. But what makes you think he'll come back? I, I don't know. I don't have to refurbish anything I say, and I don't explain myself to anybody. So let's move on to a different question. Mm-hmm. The thing that people are sort of trying to figure out is who's going to be fighting for the title. And everybody obviously wants to see you in there fighting for the for the vacant belt. But what do you think of people sort of suggesting that it's going to be Dustin and Connor fighting for this belt in January? Well, I don't know. I kind of called out, you know, everybody on one post and Dustin already fucking said, let's do it. <laughs> so he wants to fight for the fucking title for me. So he's already the kind of dude to skip shit and kind of like, you know, whatever he's got to do. So. The way I called it was, you got to have them like myself, and you got to have Dustin Poirier fight for the title. I mean, Gaethje fucking lost. I've been sitting here, and I've been doing my shit and making sure I keep my cool, calm, and collected. Being real, give me the fucking title shot. Give me my chance. You guys want to see me fight. I really want to fight. I don't, you know what I mean? I have a belt. I have a Fighter of the Year award. I have the Ultimate Fighter trophy. 
I got a couple championship rings. I got some medals. I got a bunch of awards and all American certificates and certificates of merit for helping people out. Mm-hmm. You know, last week I was helping out a, a lifeguard. You know, there was a gentleman that got hit. I'm holding his neck and holding his head, so that way, you know what I mean. His fucking pathway was breathing. His, you know what I mean. Mm. What do you What do you What do you mean he got What do you mean he got hit? What happened? So I walk. I come up on this intersection. I'm doing a roundabout towards my house. I do never watch type of thing, and I go and there's a person that's in the middle of the fucking road. I threw on my hazards because people were ignoring it. And it looked like a duffel bag, and so these people start carrying him off. Dude was bleeding from his head, and he had a, he was just in bad shape, dude. Another guy had. Uh, uh, he was a lifeguard, and I assisted him. So we checked his vitals. He was good. I checked his spine. His spine was there. I mean, as much as we could to the police arrived, and then the firefighters got there, and then they assisted him, and they assisted me. I went home, washed my hands, and came back and checked on the guy. The guy that was behind me actually hit him, and the guy that was in front of me was the lifeguard. So I didn't even know the guy behind me hit him. So I'm trying to comfort both of these guys. It was fucking crazy. But that was just, you know what I mean? Like, a lot of stuff like that I don't put out there. Was there a point where the guy's like, holy shit, Tiny Ferguson is saving my life hmm. here? No, the guy was the guy was not conscious. He was okay. like snoring, and then he was stopping breathing. Oh my god! And then he was breathing again, and he was stop. Dude, it was fucked up. He was bleeding from his head. It was no joke. I mean, it really wasn't like it was. I mean, talking about like that kind of a moment, and then talking to the kids from Make a Wish, Chris, mm. and then you're talking about just like a whole bunch of fucking humbling type of things. It makes it to the point where it's like, you know what? Am I really fighting because I want to fight, or am I fight? You know what I mean? It kind of raises mm. those questions because I could be doing something different. You call me Doctor Ferguson. Mm. <laughs> You get what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. So my value has to go in a different kind of direction where everything always gets encouraged. The people here at Snapdown City Academy are going to school full time. One of them is going for his doctorate. He got his purple heart. His name's Vic. Wow. I got Sean, who's my boy over here. I got a lot of people over here that are that have their degrees or put in work for college. And I got a kid from Harvard that wants to wrestle over here, you know, fight. I got a lot of people over here with a lot of potential, a lot of things, and that's why I've been quiet for the last couple of years. Instead of talking my fucking way in there and asking people for fucking handouts, I'm paying my taxes like Brock told me and saving my money and working with people like a fucking workplace, bro. I've turned this place into a world-known facility. Right now, I'm looking for fighters in weight classes. So even in Australia, I'll fly you guys out here. That's how good I've been doing my shit. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm not going to lie. I'm glad we don't have to fight you, Tony, because uh, I don't think it would end well for us. But at least you'd save us if our head was bleeding. But I, I was going to say... <laughs> Um, as far as who's next for you, who, who do you think makes sense? I know that you're sort of looking at the division and how do you feel like Habib's retirement sort of, you know, changes things for you in terms of opponents? Cause I know he was the guy that you wanted for it's a long a, it's time. Never, it never changes. And uh, opponents never switch my game plan or whatever the fuck I have being able to adjust on the fly. A lot of it is impromptu, it's snap jitsu. It's being able to snap into it with an I-N-T-U-I-T on an instant. It's beyond instinct. It's not that, you know, face family and friends, bro. That's what I do. And all I do is stick inside the gym. So whoever's going to be in front of me is going to have a heavy ticket in front of them. Mm. And it's not going to be a meal ticket that they're going to want to try to buy it. I know, I know everybody wants to see you fight Dustin for the belt. A lot of people want to see this vacant title, you know, finally get sorted out. But what do you make of Michael Chandler, man? Because, you know, he keeps suggesting the possibility you two meet each other, um, even suggesting the two of you maybe do the ultimate fighter together. What are your thoughts on potentially fighting him or potentially doing the ultimate fighter against him? Uh, I'm going to be real. Anybody against the ultimate fighter, if they're going to play the show again, I would love to go on there. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, it would be funny as fuck. It'd be cool to me and be an alumni. Everybody else has been invited on there. So fuck you, pay me. Let's go. Let's make that shit happen. Mm-hmm. Watch my team win it all. Team Lesnar, Team Ferguson. 
Yeah, well, it would be a massive homecoming for you, you know, given your origins on, I believe it was Tough 11 with uh, with Team Lesnar. So it'd be great to see Tony Ferguson on the show. Um, I know you say the opponent isn't sort of that important for you, but what about the belt? Do you feel like you can slot in there and fight for a belt, vacant belt right now? Yeah, absolutely. I'm ready for a belt. That's why I said I'm going to throw a little bit more media out there. I haven't done it because, I, you know, I haven't had a reason for it. Even because, you know, I didn't want to scare Khabib away. But even without fucking fighting that bitch, I made him fucking retire. So, like I said, props to you right off in the sunset with your fucking hat. When you come back, I'll put my fucking baseball hat against your hat, and we'll have a nice culture fucking exchange. You mm. know what I mean? So, like I said, he can ride off in the sunset. He can do his thing. But I'm not going to change because somebody else is gone. I have to keep on my pathway. You know, props to him, you know, for completing his mission for his pops and everything like that. But my family would want me to keep continuing on in my dream and all my stuff and making sure I keep my word against other opponents. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, before we talk about the negotiations, Tony, I just want to remind everybody that you won't have to do any negotiations with our good friends at manscaped.com who provide the world's best men's grooming kit with the lawnmower 3.0, 7,000 RPMs. It'll never cut your balls. I used it just the other day, so I can attest to that. Ball's still intact there. Also, the sponsor for the UFC. They sponsor other great MMA podcasts, are friends of the MMA community. Isn't that right, Dennis? That's right, Cass. And the good news is it's now available to all our Australian listeners as well. Use the right tools for the job and be one of the first to experience their life-changing products. And can I suggest, Cass, they can jump on, obviously, manscaped.com and use the submission uh, code to get 20% off and free shipping. And check out the Perfect Package 3.0, which also includes the Lawnmower 3.0 that you mentioned. Perfect Package also has the Crop Preserver, the Crop Reviver, and you get two free gifts, by the way, the Shed Travel Bag and a high-performance anti-chafing Manscaped boxer as well. So you can't go wrong with this perfect pack. It really is perfect. Get your boys sorted right now because no one like a stink likes a stinky ball bag in the gym, on the mats, or in the bedroom cast. But anyway, let's get back to it because, Tony, we thought we'd see you at this event. Obviously, that didn't happen. What would be different about the talks and negotiations with this UFC this time around for you to have it the way that you sort of wanted it to be? Don't pay somebody more than me. Don't pay anybody more than me. If you're going to pay Connor more than me, I understand that. But don't pay anybody fucking more than me in this division. Like, seriously, especially the new guys. I've earned this right. I started from the male room all the way through the fucking beginning, Dennis. Mm -hmm. Earned my right through all Fuel TV, Spike TV, Foz, ESPN, all the switches between Reebok and losing sponsors. Who's their main fucking guy that stays here and has been the same fucking guy? That started with cringe and became an asshole and then fucking became cool and then I'm a genius. And I was like Dr. Ferguson. What the fuck? Right? Mm. Dude, it's interesting that you mentioned Conor McGregor because a lot of people are saying that he doesn't deserve an opportunity to fight for the title considering he hasn't actually fought a 155 for a really long time. That's all he deserves. He just deserves a chance to fight. Fuck him and fighting for the title. He needs to fight. He needs to fight somebody mm -hmm. like, I don't know, top like 15. Get his ass back on there, man. You don't belong top five. Get the fuck out of here. Fuck you, pay me, dude. Nothing personal, but you're still a bitch. You know what I mean? If you want that heavy competition, quit hanging around everybody else and get your ass back in the gym or fucking your own place. Same thing with all these other dudes. Take fucking notes, man. If you take that many notes, you guys should be fucking better than what you are and have more balls. Mm -hmm. It's like somebody fucking got neutered along the way. At least the top three. It's not me. Let me just ask you just quickly back on Khabib. You know, he says that he wants to kind of be looked at as the, you know, pound for pound goat. And a lot of people are having this discussion about, you know, is he pound for pound goat? Is he not? Is it John Jones? Is it someone else? I just love to get your thoughts on the matter. I mean, he's had an incredible run in the lightweight division, but where do you think he belongs 
Now that it's all said and done in terms of legacy. Who are you talking about? Abad Khabib. Oh, Abad Khabib and the pan for pound goat rankings. You know, he's kind of said that, you know, he wants to be ranked up the top oh, for the. Damn, dude. Half of his fights were two round fights over in Europe. And the one thing is, is like, he never fought me. How can he be a pound for pound pussy? Yeah, there you go. I mean, there you go. John Jones, Anderson Silva, George St. Pierre, all these guys are much better than could be. They've had the titles. Matt Hughes. Look at all these other guys. What you forget, look at it's always gonna be the greatest of all time for five minutes. What the fuck? It's gonna be consistently changing. A dude had a twelve what twelve fight win streak, is that what it was? Thirteen? I believe this I is had a twelve, dude. And then he never fucking fought me. That my thirteenth win would have came off of his ass. Bro, no joke, man. How many times? Like, how close? One day, and he dips out. If he was in the hospital over there, then Ali Abdelaziz knew fucking better already. He knows already. He knew already. There was plenty of time from the very first time we worked with fucking Usada and everybody else that they knew and had plenty of time and had the manpower to make the right decisions. Ali Abdelaziz, unfortunately, fucked a lot of people on that. And they lost a lot of money. Man, I wish I wish there was some way that we could still see you and you and Habib fight. I wish the yeah. stars would, would would align. You're hopeless. You gotta have faith, bro. You don't. You're hopeless. You don't have faith. So look, check it out. You're gonna be stuck with everybody else. It's all fucking like roboticized with fucking everything that's going on. Like I said, Connor was gonna be back. He came back. Even if Khabib don't fucking fight me, he's gonna come back. He likes this sport. He enjoys it. If he wants, you know, we'll go on Chael Sonnen submission underground. We'll handle this thing as men, man, like Bushido. People want to see the competition, and you know what? It doesn't have. I mean, there's a lot of different things that we can do. We can compete. I wouldn't mind competing with him on the Ultimate Fighter. Mm. That'd be kind of fun. That would be amazing. You and Habib for what is it? Uh, I think twelve weeks or so. That would be incredible. You mentioned Submission Underground. What's the latest with you and GSP on uh, Submission Underground? I know you've been sort of calling for that. Is that official? Uh, is that COVID. something? Yeah. COVID. Just COVID. Just COVID times, man. I just I can't talk too much on a lot of stuff. I have an interview with Taylor uh, today, and I have another two thirty appointment with another company for jerseys and stuff. So I mean, there's a lot of different things, man, that I have going on. You know, I'm buying companies, and I have a percentage of the companies that my buddy's helping me out with. So basically, I'm not having to rely on fighting anymore. You get that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, it's I took the power. I took the power out of the hands, and my value now, what I make, and for my sponsors and my stuff, what I'm trying to do for everybody else. I'm not trying to be selfish, but I'm not trying to put it out there, man. When I said I fought for the pandemic and I did all that, it wasn't for me. It was just because it was to help. It didn't matter what it was for. It was just to help. Absolutely. A lot of people forget that. But well, I'm not I think one to like point it out and do all this shit, dude. It's not for me. Yeah, well, I was going to say, I think that a lot of people really appreciated you, you know, coming back, fighting, um, helping people out, taking their mind off a horrible time. And uh, I, was Tony... I was getting DMs from fighters that were on the card saying, thank you for taking the fight because now we get to get paid. Yeah. Who really? Who, who yeah. DM'd you? Yeah. Dude, come on now. Can't do that. I tried. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, look, tiny, I get it. I know. But you get it? I'm not that kind of guy. I'm not that type of guy. I know. I'm not that type of guy. I'm not that type of guy. <laughs> Tony, I was going to ask you, man, just quickly, um, you, you mentioned you've got all this stuff happening outside of fighting. You've got, you know, Snap Jitsu HQ. You've got all these people that you're helping, all these programs. And you mentioned how you only want to come back for big fights that make sense. So I'm just wondering what kind of No, not big fights that make sense. I want to fight for the title. That's so, what I said. Yeah, if it's, if so it's for the title. Up. Come on now. Yeah, yeah, but if it's for the title, Tony, 
tell me in terms of timeline. Let's say it so it lays out perfectly. This year. Give me this year. You're going to have a vacant fucking title for months, a year? What? Same thing like you let have Khabib for half the time, man. Anytime he got injured, I had to pull out, this bitch still had it. So, you know what I mean? Enjoy your retirement. That's my belt, dude. It's always been my mat. I got fresh mats now by Resolite. I'm moving like a fucking ninja. <laughs> Everybody's in trouble, dude. I got some new moves that nobody's ever seen. I, I, ever. I believe um, December is free as far as main events because uh, 256 was going to be Usman and Burns. Um, could December be one that works for you? I'll be real. Any event, man. I'm light as fuck. I'm about to start working on my flares from breakdancing, so I'm really pissed that I can't hit those yet, so I got a lot of shit that I'm working on, man, for strength and conditioning. Any chance it could be you and Dustin instead of uh, Connor and Dustin? I know he seems keen. Right, Dennis, I don't give two fucks, bro. It's not up to me. I'm just saying pay me and look to fuck somebody up. To be, you know, humble enough to be in there and with, to impress everybody in the crowd. Can we get some paper crowds? I would be real. And some, like, fan noise like everybody else. <laughs> I'm going to be mm. real. Like, if everybody else is doing it, I would like to copy somebody else for fucking once. Mm. All the monitors, the monitors with people's faces on it, like in the NBA, that would be pretty cool. Mm. Get a bunch of Tony yeah, Fergus. Dope, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, you for sure. about her out there like Connor, you know what I mean? You hit a specific fan, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Tony, before we, before we wrap up, because we know you've got all the other, uh, other appointments today, just real quick, um, in terms of this relationship with Dana White, has the UFC actually contacted you about fighting for the belt just yet? Have they tried calling you? And have you been accepting those calls? I know you've mentioned at the start of the interview that some of those calls have been going to voicemail from time to time. Well, the only reason I was like that is because, one, my electric skateboard, I just ran out of juice on my fucking remote, and I was with my cousin. We were supposed to go to Newport Beach and cruise this shit, and I was pissed because he had to drag my ass on my skateboard. So we're in the Uber, and then Dana calls me, and I was pissed, and I was talking, so I forwarded his, his ass to voicemail. And I texted him, I was like, I'll call you back, and then obviously I started having fun, my ADD kicked in. So you know what I mean? There's no argument between myself and the UFC. They know who the fuck I am. They had cameras on me for how long in the Ultimate Fighters. You know what I mean? They know how to shit. Mm-hmm. Except I had to change everything for a while. You know what I mean? So I changed my completely lifestyle. So when I was on that show, they knew not really me. Oh... Well, I'll tell you what, man, uh, we are excited to see what's next. Um, I'm excited because you've let some cameras in into your life. So I'm excited to see some of the footage there, Tony. And of course, I'm excited about Snap Jitsu HQ. It sounds like you've been doing some amazing stuff there, helping a lot of people, which oh, is I, really I important. I didn't tell you, I quit drinking. You quit drinking? You quit drinking? Yeah, months. What made you want oh. to do that? <laughs> because I needed to be the athlete I could and then fucking uh, show you guys that that really wasn't me throughout all the bullshit. Mm. Was it for me to be an athlete? I'm gonna be real. I love Montejo and I do my shit. But in order for me to be the fucking Olympian that I want to be in this sport, I gotta make sure I'm putting fucking great fuel in there. So myself and perfecting athletes, um, I, like I said, my buddy Sean, my agent Lloyd, they're putting myself in good people. Like you know, they have like you know small sort out to like BioFreeze. You know what I mean? They have like the scalping things that I use to grasp them. Mm-hmm. Norma Tech, who just hooked me up with some brand new shit. I mean, you know what I mean? Like these are the companies that I work with and that are really trying to help me. And they're making me really want to go back to school, bro. Mm-hmm. They, they're really making me want to go back to my PT. Like, you have no idea. So, like, each and every day, something always changes, and it makes me want to, like, learn my shit and, and just to, to, just in my guys, just inspire them a little bit. You know what I mean? That's, that's all I really try to do is because, you know, when you, you make it, and I don't consider myself making it, but everybody else does, I got to, like, you know, not lend a hand. It's almost like if you get over that wall, you got to help somebody else up. Even if you got to get your ass back on the other side and let them step on your fucking back and your shoulders. Mm. 
Right, you've definitely made it. You, I don't know. I don't know what you're on about. You've definitely made it, man. You're one of the most exciting fighters in the UFC. One of the guys that everybody Dude, around the world I, wants to see. Once you I know? Once I start saying that I made it, I'm gonna get a fat head like Fathead. <laughs> you know, my mom used to tell me this one thing. So a lot of athletes out there listening, that's why I keep humble and I always stay humiliating with myself. I'll go pick up trash in front of everybody at the park, and I do this in front of my kid, and I do this kind of stuff, and I open doors, and I be, try to be real shivers. I'm an asshole. I'm gonna be real. But when it comes time to like out of here, when I try to like be like the best version of myself, better than the day before, even with my guys, and I try to tell them, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm really strict on my shit, but that's how we get shit done. I didn't get knocked down on my last fight because I don't take knees in my academy. If I'm tired, I'm fucking walking it off. Mm. It's different, dude. It's a different mentality, and it's a varsity mentality, like I call it. So if you hear the word something, mentality, varsity, whatever, then that's the commentator sampling from my shit. <laughs> you honestly yet know a, about that. Yet another, another thing stolen from Tony Ferguson. It's not stolen. It's sampled, bro. Because think about this. If you like music, what are you going to do? You're mm. going to play it. You get what I mean? But you're going to tell three people. You're not going to fucking tell everybody. It's going to get outplayed. Mm. You know what I mean? It's different, dude. You got different atmospheres for different shit. So I'm not going to take up too much time. But I'm going to be real, like, on a good one. Stay safe. Have fun. Stay vigilant. Make sure you guys are doing the shit, man. Thank you so much, Tony. Listen, we appreciate the time. And by the way, this is a great moment for us. It feels like too long since we've caught up. Don't be a stranger. You're always welcome on the show. And right. it's always great to hear from you, oh, man. It's great yeah. to hear about all these things happening in your life. Absolutely. You know what? It'd be kind of cool. I'm going to start doing more podcasts and everything else now. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. I, I've got my academy to where I want it to. My sponsors deserve it, like RDX Sports. You know, like I said, Montejo, I'm working with them. Uh, it's just I want you guys to be able to do So I'm going to have a press conference here within the next couple of weeks. And maybe what I can do is set up a, a video thing for you guys so you can live stream it from Australia. Awesome. Looking out for the Aussies. Man of the people, Tony Ferguson. Thank you so much for your time, Tony. Really appreciate it. And I will chat to you soon, man. Hey, no worries. You guys have a good one.